from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, superstars, security gang, and amazing human beings. How's everyone doing this lovely, amazing, beautiful Monday morning? It's July 10th, 2023. I hope everyone had a relaxing weekend. Up, everyone got some some good quality time, some rest, some much needed rest, because we all know we work extremely hard as practitioners. We got a packed show this morning, y'all. Like every week, like every show, it's really, really packed. I, I try to get to four to five. I've ended up at six or seven. Always end up at six or seven stories. It's can't explain it. It's just the nature of the beast. I see stuff. I love it. I want to talk about it. So we've got it. If you haven't subscribed to the show, please make sure to subscribe. Follow us on our favorite podcast listening platform. This show is currently live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Rumble. Uh, You can go check it out there. Our brand new show is coming real soon. Some really big announcements. I was supposed to kind of give them last week. I want to finish the package before we talk about our new show. No one's doing what we're going to be doing, and I'm really excited about it. So there's that. Also, we'll be in Vegas for DEF CON um, and, 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 and the event there so come check it out we'll be doing a podcast jam session so if you're coming to black hat and defcon you're going to be in vegas let me know um send send us a message uh we'd love to be able to speak to you while we're there so without further ado let's start off with our coffee cup cheers so typically i'd use my other hand but i had a little uh uh, accident there so my really really full double espresso coffee cup cheers y'all it's really really full all right Let's go ahead and start off with this Revolot payment system falling victim to a $20 million theft of company funds in early of 2022. The development, which was reported by the Financial Times over the weekend, is citing multiple unnamed sources with knowledge of the incident. The breach itself has not been disclosed publicly, meaning this is coming from either internal or affected parties. The fault stemmed from discrepancies between Revolt's U.S. and European systems, causing fund to be er- erroneously refunded using its own money when some transactions were, de- were declined. The problem was first detected in late 2021, but before it could be closed, the report said organized criminal groups leveraged the loophole by encouraging individuals to try to make expensive pur- purchases that would go on to be declined. The refunded amounts would then be withdrawn from ATMs. The exact technical details of the flaw are still unclear. About $23 million was stolen and $23 million was stolen in total, with some funds recovered by pursuing those who had withdrawn cash. The mass fraud scheme is said to have resulted in a net loss of around $20 million for the Neobank and the fintech firm. The disclosure arrives less than a week after Interpol announced the arrest of a suspected senior French-speaking member of a crew known as Operator, um, which has been linked to attacks aimed at financial institutions and mobile banking services with malware phishing campaigns large-scale BEC. So, you know, interesting to see what they're going to come up with from that one. MoveIt is turning to service packs after their zero-day. Uh, faced with a barrage of ransomware attacks that are hit the MoveIt product with over 200 companies fallen victim, Progress Software on Thursday announced plans to release regular service packs promising a predictable, simple, and transparent process for product and security fixes. This is coming after less than a month after the Klopp gang started naming organizations hit by the zero-day exploits. Progress Software rolled out its first service packs with patches for at least three critical security defects that expose customer database contents to malicious attackers. 
We have heard from you that a regular cadence and predictable timeline would enable you to better plan your resources and make it easier to adopt new product update and fixes. As part of these service packs, we'll also be optimizing the installation process to make the upgrade process simpler, according to a note by Progress. Software vendors typically use a service pack to deliver a collection of updates, services, feature, or enhancements to an application. They're delivered in the form of a single installable package. Progress said the service packs would apply to its MoveIt products, including MoveIt Transfer and MoveIt Automation. The initial service pack provides cover for CVE 2023-369-34, the critical severity bug in the MoveIt Transfer tool. The company described it as an SQL injection vulnerability. It also patches CVE 2023-369-32 and 369-33. So um, they finally figured out at MoveIt that, you know what, you should probably be patching your stuff probably talk to your customers probably let them know at least there's progress researchers have now issued a warning about an emerging and advanced form of voice phishing also known as vishing known as let's call the technique is currently targeting individuals in south korea the criminals behind let's call employ a multi-step a multi-step attack to deceive victims into downloading malicious apps from a counterfeit google play store website once the malicious software is installed it redirects incoming calls to a call center under the control of the criminals Train operators posing as bank employees and extract sensitive information from unsuspecting victims. To facilitate the routing of voice traffic, Let's Call utilizes cutting-edge technology such as voice over IP and WebRTC. It also makes use of secession tra- uh, traversal utilities for NAT and traversal using relays around NAT protocols using Google Stun service to ensure high-quality phone or video calls and bypass NAT and firewall restrictions. The Let's Call group consists of Android developers, designers, front and back end developers, as well as call operators specializing in voice social engineering attack. The malware operates in three stages. Downloader uh, app prepares the victim's device, paving the way for the installation of powerful spyware. This spyware then triggers the final stage, which allows the rerouting of incoming calls to the attacker call center. The third stage has its own set of commands, which also include WebSocket commands. Some of these commands relate to the manipulation of the address book, such as creating and removing contacts. Other commands relate to creating, modifying, and removing the filters that determine which call should be intercepted and which should be ignored. Um, So this is significant if you're in finance. If you're in any sort of customer service business, right, this becomes really, really significant, and I'll tell you why. What they do in South Korea will always, always come west, always come west. Um, It's just a matter of time. They're testing. Uh, Predominantly, uh, uh, threat actors backed by China and Russia will test these. Um, they'll typically use North Korea and Iran to execute this uh, simply because it, it's the financial side of it while, while they sit around and just kind of try to play, you know, good doers. But this is significant because if you're in banking or if you're in any sort of customer service business, having someone redirect calls, meaning potentially expose your customer database, let's say from something like move it. Get that customer database, which we know threat actors do, by the way. They get these different databases, and then they go about trying to find different ways to take advantage of them. So if I've got Bank of America's, just as an example, I'm using them as an example. Let's say I got Bank X, right? So I've got Bank X's database. I can now start to target those customers by having them download a new app and then redirect their calls to me and and, and, and essentially steal money from their accounts. And they would be looking at their app thinking their accounts are fine. Meanwhile, you're draining their account on the other end, kind of like the classic, you know, what we see support scams coming out of India. Um, So there's that risk. CIS is warning government agencies to patch actively exploited Android drivers. 
This has ordered agencies on Friday to patch a high-severity ARM Mali GPU kernel driver privilege escalation flaw that's now been added to its list of actively exploited uh, known exploited vulnerabilities. It's Kev list. The flaw CVE 2021-29256 is a use after free weakness that can let attackers escalate to root privilege or gain access to sensitive information on targeted Android devices by allowing improper operation on GPU memory. Non-privileged user can make improper operations on GPU memory to gain access to already freed memory and may be able to gain root privilege and or disclose information according to the advisory. This issue is fixed in, in uh, Bifrost and Valhall GPU kernel drivers R3OPO and fixed in Midgard kernel driver R31PO release. Users are recommended to upgrade if they are impacted by the issue. Federal agencies have been given three weeks to create this uh, update or face consequences. Petro Canada reports service restoration after the Suncor breach. Petro Canada said over the weekend, sorry, there it is, that they've made progress in restoring full service after a cyber incident at parent firm Suncor. The suspected attack disrupted car payments to some 1,500 Petro Canada retail stations and impacted payment to suppliers. Our sites are open with debit and credit card transactions available at most locations in addition to cash payments. PetroCanada said it would continue to provide updates as more services are restored. The company's mobile app rewards point program and some car wash locations still remain impacted. So it took them about a few weeks to get some of this stuff restored, but it's now restored. Aramcom RAT is targeting NATO and Ukraine support groups. Threat actors behind the Aramcom RAT have, have been suspected of phishing attacks targeting the upcoming NATO summit in Vilnius, as well as the uh, identified organizations supporting Ukraine abroad. The finding comes from the BlackBerry Threat and Research and Intel team, which found two malicious documents submitted from a Hungarian IP address on July 4th. Romcom also tracked under the names of Tropical Scorpius or UNC 259 or 6. And Void Rabisu was recently observed staging cyber attacks against politicians in Ukraine who are working closely with Western countries and U.S.-based healthcare organizations involving with aiding refugees fleeing the war-torn country. Attack chains mounted by the group are geopolitically motivated, have employed spear phishing emails to point victims to clone websites. Hosting trojanized versions of popular software targets include militaries, food supply chains, and IT companies. The latest lore documents identified by BlackBerry impersonates Ukrainians World Congress, a legitimate nonprofit, and features a bogus letter demanding support for Ukraine's inclusion to NATO. Although we haven't yet uncovered the initial infection vector, the threat actor likely relied on spear phishing techniques engaging their victims click on a specially crafted replica of the Ukrainian World Congress website, according to the Canadian company. Opening the file triggers a sophisticated execution sequence that entails retrieving intermediate payloads from a remote server, which in, which in turn exploits Felina. For those who forgot Felina, CVE 2022-30190, a now-patched security flaw affecting Microsoft's support diagnostic tool to achieve remote code execution. The result is the deployment of the ROMCOM RAT, an executable written in C+, uh, that's designed to collect information about the compromised system and remote commandeer it. This NATO summit's going to have a whole bunch of cyber incidents. If you don't think I'm joking, wait and see. Russia is, is it, we're delivering cluster bombs to Ukraine. Russia is not going to stand idly by and let their soldiers get hit by cluster bombs. So they're going to hit this NATO summit and they're going to hit it hard. And mind you, it's be ready. Iran cyber espionage group Charming Kitten was observed Porting a PowerShell backdoor to macOS, according to Proofpoint, the attack, which started in mid-May of this year with a lure sent to public media context for a nuclear security expert at a th think tank requesting feedback on a project and permission to send a draft review, 
In a follow-up email, the cyber spy sent a malicious link directing the recipient to a password encrypted archive file hosted on Dropbox, which contained a link file meant to start an infection chain leading to the deployment of the new PowerShell backdoor. Dubbed a Gorgel Echo by Proofpoint, the backdoor would establish persistence, then display a decoy PDF to the recipient. While in the background, it begins exfiltrating information to the command and control server. A week later, Charming can send an email message containing a password-protected zip file that would trigger a macOS-tailored infection chain, leading to the deployment of a bash script that establishes persistent backdoor on the system. Dubbed knock-knock, the script is almost certainly a port or evolution of the aforementioned uh, Gorajol Echo and is intended to serve as an initial foothold, according to Proofpoint. Both of those are likely support additional modules to expand their functionality. The new attack, the firm notes, the first from previously observed Charming Kin campaigns that typically rely on VPA macros and remote injection for malware delivery. So there's that. They've been targeting activists and a whole bunch of stuff. Iran continues to do its malicious work in the cyberspace and in the cyber realm without haste. So that's it for our show today. We'll be back with a whole lot more tomorrow. This is bound to be a busy week because you know what? Tomorrow is Patch Tuesday. That's right. So tomorrow's show, we'll try to get kind of some of the early Patch Tuesday stuff. Wednesday's show will be all about Patch Tuesday. And Thursday, we'll wrap up this week with a whole lot more. So stay tuned. A whole lot more coming your way. Thanks for watching. Thanks for supporting the show. We'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. live right here on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Make sure to subscribe and share this show and the podcast. Thank you for all your comments. We see all of y'all. And I look forward to seeing you all tomorrow. Until then, stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.